Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now we get to turn to the business side of Dublin City Centre, but maybe it's concerns cities and indeed all towns. You heard earlier in the week that the decision has been made to close up a Dublin street due to antisocial behaviour and drug use. As you might expect, this has concerned many people, and we're now asking. Is this the best way to protect a simple to to protect a city? Is it simply to close it? A Sunday Independent columnist Connor Skeen has some views on fixing the city. We're going to talk about the city, but we're also going to talk about the the suburbs. Connor, you're very welcome to the program. Thanks, Bobby. Good to see you. Now, maybe let's just look at what's happening in Dublin City over the last number of months. We had those the horrendous story of those those riots. We then had a a highly visible, I suppose, PR campaign, certainly in terms of police visibility. But I think, as you maybe rightly say, if more guardie is the answer, are we asking the wrong question? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a city at the end of the day is an organism that needs to get managed. The management can go out of control in a few different ways. It can go out of control by neglect, by people just not doing their jobs. It can go uh, out of control through incompetence, a very frightening word to use. Um, this week, it was announced that Dublin is the most congested city in the world. Right? That's a broken city. Yeah. So with the riots... We have the congestion and we have the flight of businesses from the city centre as big stores are closing. So something is badly wrong with the running of the city. Yeah. So in order to make it right, maybe like, let's take a kind of a wider look at this. What you're suggesting is that we probably need to start it. And you say you call it, you know, unglamorous, uh, expensive and slow. So things that no one really wants to hear, mm. but that that is ultimately the start of a solution so that if we might look at uh, the areas uh, where people come into the city, so our bus and train depots and the areas around them. If you think of Connolly Station, Tara Street, uh, Houston Station, just talking to Dublin now for the moment, but this is applicable in, in other cities as well. You know, if they look bad, if they're not maintained, if they're in disrepair, if there's antisocial behaviour in the environs of them, like it's a bad start. It is, yeah. And I mean, you've no chance of getting the city back if your first impression is that bad. I mean, first impressions really do count. So you get off the bus, you get off the train, be it from the suburbs and down the country, and the first thing you're doing is stepping over people who are either intoxicated or under drugs, uh, no sense of it being owned. Most major European cities, when you arrive at that place, there's a few guards, going back to my earlier statement, if, if, a, if a guard is the answer, you're asking the wrong question, but they do have a place. Uh, and a lot of uh, policing is about visibility, to get off and have somebody there just hanging around just being, uh, giving a sense of it. But there's also just really ordinary stuff of cleaning. All the biggest city uh, stations in Dublin are the filthiest parts of our city. The windows aren't cleaned, the floors aren't cleaned. You walk down the back street out of Tara Street Station and you feel like you're walking into a war zone. That's how you begin. Really simple stuff. Yeah. Cleaning, really simple stuff. Is this, and I, I don't want to be too, too, too sort of demonistic in terms of our, our own capital city, but if you look at... American cities like Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, I've been to all three. I was shocked in some of those cities about, in even in Vancouver, I went for a run through a place called East Hastings. Mm. And I just, like, they were areas of the city that were just closed off. They were. And, and basically, 
nothing closed off and then just basically no law and order even in these areas. And the road to hell was paved there with good intentions. What all of those cities have in common was an extreme sense of accommodation towards all kinds of people who have incredible problems in their own lives, mental health and addiction and things like that. But instead of dealing with it up front, instead of running towards the fire, uh, the local authorities backed off. Uh, Like yourself, I uh, lived and I worked in a lot of those cities in the United States and I saw places like New York City, I used to work there, turn itself around by dealing with those issues up front. New York used to be an incredibly dodgy place. I worked on a project in a place called Bryant Park, which is right in the middle of the city and had been taken over by drug dealers. We went back in and we confronted the problem. Now it's one of the most popular places to go. Uh, The Ireland is full of examples like that. Like down in Galway, I did work years ago with fantastic officials in Galway. A city council it was then to take a place called Kerwin's Lane. I know. Kerwin's Lane, it was, yeah, it was deadly. It was deadly back yeah. in the day. Now oh, it's fantastic. In Temple Bar, they had the, what was it called? Loved the, Love the Lanes thing. And uh, now you've got places there that people are taking photographs of. Love Lane down there behind the project, you know. It's people go to take photographs of. So you can deal with it, but you've got to address it. And locking it off is no way to solve a problem. And it's one of our issues, and I know we have many, and I don't want to be too simplistic here, is one of our issues that, you know, no one authority is in charge. As in, if you look at even the way it's policed, uh, the councils, that there's this north-south divisional type of of approach to it. There's there's two related issues. You're not wrong. So one is that the city centre, the core of the city, isn't managed as a unit. Two separate guards, two separate sets of controls operating both sides of the city. So that's not smart. Uh, the second thing is, exactly as you say, there's too many agencies there and there is no overriding sense of purposefulness. So we've got things like an incredibly talented bunch of people who are traffic engineers, everybody associated with that, pushing an agenda of uh, smart mobility. They're brilliant at what they do, but you know what? They're too good. They're so good that there's no other counterbalancing force at work to put them in their rightful place. Um, In the businesses I'm in, uh, things like that are called services, right? So anything to do with infrastructure, including mobility, is a service. The word service (laughs) tells you everything. It's going to serve the greater good of the city. So when a city is not prosperous, when a city is not safe, when a city is incredibly congested, the services have failed because we've got the priorities wrong. We've got incredibly energetic, well-funded people, brilliant engineers, but they're not put in their larger place. And if you look at the people, and I think you've said this yourself, the people that are helping, you know, the addicted, helping the poor, there are a lot of volunteers doing very good work, but really there should be an argument that some of that should be professionalised. Absolutely. And I mean, that was the sad lesson that a lot of those American cities you mentioned earlier uh, didn't take early enough. Uh, Looking after people who've got addiction issues, looking after people who've got incredibly chaotic lives is, is a duty of the city. It's a duty of the city. So we shouldn't be congratulating ourselves as volunteers for stepping in to do that. It's a reflection of the fact that we have neglected basic urban functions, which is having a separate ambulance and security service for people who are in those terrible situations so they get to know them. I mean, the number of guards I know around the city who say, I'm not a social worker, but I know Mary and Pat and Mick and Festy over there, and I know them first name terms, and so I'm sick of picking them up off the street, but it stops me being a useful guard for everything else. Imagine if we just separate group of people, city workers, city workers. I mean, Dublin Region Homeless Executive are incredible. They spend 194 million every year on looking after that. So they are very good, but it's an example of the fact that we need to mainstream those type of activities and not regard them as being a place where very well-intentioned volunteers do work, but they do them out of context. Finally, you mentioned there about the most congested 
congested city in the world. I hate even saying it. I know. What are we going to do about that? Well, a lot of it is taking back control. So, like, in the old days, when I used to do designs of big motorways and things like that, you did a cost-benefit assessment at the beginning, and you worked out how many people were going to get to their jobs or their lives one minute faster every day. The report by Tic Tac this week says that we lose 158 hours per driver per annum in Ireland to congestion. Seems crazy. Do the maths. Do the maths of how much that's worth. I'd try to sketch it out. You'd pay for a new metro line every year out of that lost productivity. Yeah, yeah. I think, stuff. I think that's a good way to look at it because, you know, it just seems almost embarrassing to say that we don't have a metro or we don't. Yep. And, and, uh, having we've, we've seen, and I heard Eamon Ryan talking that you know, we might get going on this in 2030, I, I earlier had, in the week. I had week. excruciating embarrassment recently of sitting with a bunch of very high-level Japanese officials on the quays for half an hour in Dublin, not moving. And they were looking at me like I was a savage, you know, and they're not wrong. Connor Skeen, as always, we welcome your analysis. Thanks for coming in to us. That's Connor Skeen there, uh, a columnist uh, with the Sunday Independent. He'll be writing more about this uh, tomorrow. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.